I, I've been thinking, I was, after I saw Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, uh-huh. I was like, fuck, yeah, actually musical theater is fucking important and I need to be a part of it. <laughs> and fuck so you. I started, I started looking around. I like wanted to see, I like kind of wanted to see if there were like any plays around that I could try out for. I was like, maybe I want to like get back yeah. into it. Like maybe that could be fun. And mm-hmm. then I started looking around and like, they don't do any cool plays in Salt Lake City. <laughs> like, all the community theater stuff, like, You could start one! Was, like, we're doing Hello, Dolly! Or, like, we're oh. doing, like, Splash! Or, like, any, like, old, gnarly, like, gross old musical. I was always, we're like, doing oh. Carousel! You're yeah. like, oh. You're like, no, that's not what I want. I don't want to do that. I want to do something fun. Yeah. We're doing Oklahoma, but not the cool, new, fun version. <laughs> the or, like, the on stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I always think about like it would be really fun to do a play again, but I literally just can't because of my work schedule. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. No, like, seriously, I would love to do one. I think the only time I could ever do it is like in November. Right, that's the only time. <laughs> I mean, that's why I always think about it. I was like, my schedule is such that like that can yeah. work out for me right now, and like you mm-hmm. know, I'm trying to work on meeting people, and I was like, I don't know if I want to meet people who are doing Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> that, yeah, it doesn't seem like my that's scene. Fair. That's fair. But remember when we did Kelly the Destroyer and we were in the front row for that hoedown scene because we were so good yeah, at doing that hoedown? we ruled at it. Because we, we were the best, charisma. actually. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm just saying, trauma. that was the only time ever in my whole life that I made it into the front row of a dance. It was yeah. the only time ever. But I made it to the frentity front of that row. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys watched Macbeth yet? No, I haven't. The tragedy of Macbeth. Fuck, it's so good. I love this so much. Tra- oh, oh, the tragedy. Yeah, the of tragedy Macbeth? of Macbeth. I, oh, <laughs> I did. I watched the comedy. That's I, damn. That's yeah. I watched the musical. I watched. Macbeth. I watched this. I watched the summer action family movie of yeah. Macbeth. And I don't think the family action yeah. comedy of Macbeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's just Jumanji actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway, hey, well, welcome everybody, welcome to our show. Uh, How long have we been streaming? Like, what part of that uh, conversation? A while. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, welcome to the Cool Takes Podcast, the only bad movie podcast where the bad movies are good, actually. Every week, we mount a sincere and unironic defense of an unpopular or unliked movie in the hopes of successfully gaslighting our audience into having bad taste. My name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Adeline I'm going to start over because I had something in my throat. Oh, my name is Adeline Love is Real McMurray. <laughs> I don't and have Keisha, oh, My name is Keisha the One Rhodes. It's me. I'm the one now. <laughs> it's my job. Step aside, Keanu. Get that old yeah. man There's a new fashion in town. There's a new one. Oh, the one? More like the zero. <laughs> yeah. More like the one point oh, Make it happen. <laughs> so, uh, in this... what. I, I'm going to make a, a confession to you guys. I've been doing a bad job as the producer of this podcast uh, by the embassy. not having any fucking clue what we're doing next week. Uh, so it may or may not be uh, a Wachowski movie. But So this may or may not be the final installment oh, of Wachowski do a was Let's do a Wazowski movie. Ooh. Let's watch Monsters just, Inc. Let's watch, watch Monsters Inc. Because we want to. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's for go our for friends. <laughs> They're like, Wachowski or Wazowski? Wazowski. I can't. 
I can't remember. Well, so what we're going to do is we're going to take quotes from interviews with the Wachowskis and quotes of of Mike Wazowski from Monster Team. <laughs> yeah, and you have guess to guess which, which said which. Yeah. <laughs> or we just make February Wazowski month. There you That's go. another option. There we, we do. go. We just watch, we watch Monsters Inc. We watch Monsters Monster University. University. Uh, Mike's I'm new sure. car. Mike's new car. The yeah. new TV show that apparently was very good, but I didn't see. I watched two episodes. And it was bad. It was bad. Okay. <laughs> I heard somebody say it for was children. Good. I didn't see any of it. The children I mean, like. It's that Disney Plus thing where they're like, we are like ramping out all these like prestige like explorations of all our like, you know, like favorite properties like Star Wars and Marvel and their big deals. And they're like, and Monsters, Inc. And in your head, you're like, oh, this is like Pixar quality animation, like Monsters, Inc. Like television Fun spin-off. New characters? And you're like, yeah. oh, no, this is just like the same old, same old like Disney Channel original animated series yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is just not that but- great or interesting. Doug Days is really good. I've heard that's really good (laughs) because it has a lot of very sweet old man moments. It's sweet old man and sweet dog moments. And my dog looks exactly like Doug. And there's this one (laughs) where he's running around like in the backyard trying to take care of the yard. And it just ends up um, like he like ruins everything. And he's like, I was trying to be obedient. And then at the end, Carl's like, you're a good dog, Doug. I was like... (laughs) It's home, baby. Did Mr. Man died recently? Yeah, Ed Asner. Did they make it before Ed Asner died? I think they did because it sounds like they did make it. It is Ed Asner. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a whole another level. Mr. Man is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just couldn't remember what his name was. Yeah, but uh, on Disney Plus, all the like old animated like TV shows from the '90s. So when they had a new animated movie, they're like, "Fuck it, we've got a hundred dollars to make a TV show with, and kids are interested, so we just do it." So I watched an episode of the Little Mermaid TV show because oh. there's that one episode that's famous because it's got that deaf girl in it and she like does sign language and it's actually really impressive and really cool. The animation is hot garbage. It's bad. It's and the music bad. is so bad. They're like, it's the Little Mermaid. It's Ariel. She has Harmony. to sing every episode. And it's like this Harmony. girl, this poor voice actress does not know how to sing. I but was... apparently they do also have the Aladdin one. And the Emperor's New Groove one, which I actually remember. Yeah, man. I've been watching, me and Ian have been watching the Hercules one. The Hercules one rules. It's so funny. And the animation is like, okay, it's so good. Hercules has like a goth GF. It's great. I've been reading about like the early days of the Disney Channel. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I say I've been reading about it, it sounds like I've been doing a lot of reading. I read something about the early days of the uh, Disney Channel. But I'm just fascinated because like, it seems like that was like a moment, like, in the like late nineties, early two thousands, where it was like animated series based on these movies was like kind of what mm-hmm. they did because yeah. apparently it wasn't a cable channel at first. It was like its mm. own individualized thing that you had to pay for all on its own. You had to like oh, buy weird. a subscription mm-hmm. to the Disney channel. <clears throat> and it wasn't until like, th- and so they would just show like Disney movie reruns. And then every once in a while they'd like sprinkle in some original programming. They'd be like, DuckTales! Yeah, yeah, because my mom, because mom always talks about watching, she would watch like Mary Poppins and like the, not Peter Pan, Robin Hood. They would watch it on the Disney Channel. And I'm like, they don't play those movies on the Disney yeah, Channel no. anymore. We got Disney Channel originals sometimes. only. But yeah, but it wasn't some, until they like, pop on it. Yeah. But it wasn't until they like got fully incorporated into like cable packages and stuff that they were like, mm-hmm. okay, so now we're like a regular Montani. 
yeah mm-hmm. let's get that we have like you know content that we're gonna make <laughs> do you guys do you guys have any fucking clue what's going on with the disney channel right now i had a revelation the other day that I was like, there used to be a time when I was like, kind of aware. I was like, of, I like, know what's going on. I know yeah, what's I going can, on. I can there. list you block to block what was happening on the right. Disney Channel, and now well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a couple stabs. Bunked. Okay, okay never heard of it. Bunked. Is that Bizarre the one where, I is think that I'm the still one behind where though. the kids from Sunny with a Chance go to camp? That was like a whole spin-off no, thing. No, it's the kids from Jesse who go to camp. But I <laughs> think they don't do it anymore. Camp. I think they're right. too old now. Yeah, well, th- well, that kid died, didn't he? Yes, that was he him. Oh, yeah, but he never was sad. in the show anyway because he was too good for it. <laughs> he, he, he didn't agree to that contract. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, it's like you know when I was a kid, obviously I was like, oh yeah, fucking Hannah Montana, Sweet Life, Zach Cody. I was all up in there. I was mm-hmm. watching it every mm-hmm. day. And then like you know, I got a little bit older, and it was like, oh, the one where they're on a boat instead of a hotel. Oh, like Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like more aware of, but it was I was like you know kind of aging out of it. And then like there was like the next generation that was like yeah, this, like Good Luck Charlie, like the Zendaya, Bella Thorne. Oh, well, shake era. it up, shake it off. Yep. Yeah. So I was, like, aware of that, and then, like, I think the last thing I fully was, like, I know what that is was Dog with a Blog. That was the last thing I remember being (gasps) even slightly aware of. I don't think anybody actually watched Dog with a Blog. I think we just all heard about it and went, that sounds bad. Because I, it was around, like, when I was, like, kind of exiting the Disney Channel, and I never saw Mm -hmm. an episode of it. Like, I don't think they actually played it on the Disney Channel. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I'm Maddie and I, oh. Or go ahead. I was going to say, I was, last summer, Maddie and I, we watched the end like the final episode of all of the shows that we like had aged out of (laughs) just to see how they ended and Mm -hmm. so we saw like how shake it up ended not a good ending but the dog with the blog ending they get (laughs) taken to a science place that is just a recreation of their home it's and they also recreate the first episode that they were on like the very first episode, apparently, like they're like, this is just like a few years ago. And then they flash back to it. It's like 70 endings to a show for like a two season long show, I think. Right. It was, so, so, it was so crazy. And, but I highly recommend the end of Dog with the Blog. It doesn't uh, go like quite, Charlie end in like trip. a really buck wild way. Like, I feel like I remember I hearing something about that. They're like, have y'all watched the last episode of Good Luck Charlie? Because it's fucking weird. Because Charlie grew up really fast. That's the thing. As soon as they were like, here's the baby, it's Charlie. That child was 12 in like a year. And then they like couldn't do anything anymore. Uh, okay, like, so Good I'm, luck, Charlie. Oh, you're like a person? This is weird. <laughs> I'm taking a gander at the at the daily schedule for the Disney Channel right now. Here's, here's what's mm-hmm. going to be on the Disney Channel this Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big City Greens is an animated show. I'm aware That's of that. I know that one. Yeah, yeah, Owl yeah. House is another one. I've heard people one. talk about awesome. it. Awesome. I know about Owl House. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Duck Tales. I saw the first a different thing. on YouTube. Yeah. There's uh, a show called Amphibia. Okay, that's an animated that one show rules. too. Yeah, that's an animated. Okay, I've never heard of that, but so okay. This, I don't but, think, is there like a live action show right now? I don't think there is. Well, no, no I'm there just, are. I'm looking at this is just what's coming on at like 2 a.m. <laughs> so okay, like okay. we're ramping up. That uh, makes sense. And the Disney Channel gave the, the Owl House the 2 a.m. slot because uh, they apparently, hate them. <laughs> apparently, there's a Hotel Transylvania show that they're running. Ooh. Uh, Vampirina. I guess they're still showing Jesse. Like, I don't think that's still on the air, but it's still in rotation. They're still, like, showing yeah, it. Yeah. Um, a show called Made Up. Never heard of uh, it. A show called Driving Me Crazy. 
I that never heard of it. A show called <laughs> Secrets of Sulphur Springs. That might be a movie. That sounds good. Uh, sounds fun. <laughs> if it's a movie, it's a half-hour programming block movie. Uh, <laughs> Sydney to the Max. That sounds sick as hell. Maybe we should get into Sydney to the Max. Uh, the Ghost and Molly McGee. That's a new animated one. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, okay. Upside Down Magic. And I only do Right Side Up Magic. <laughs> uh, here's a show I'm seeing a lot that's just called Go Away Unicorn. <laughs> this sounds like fucking rainbow slime, unicorn shitting, corrupt fucking new wave kid bullshit. Hold yeah. on. What is it called? Go away, unicorn. This looks like a Go- like an extremely little kids show. This looks like an yeah. early childhood show. Yeah, that's possible. Which there should be shows oh, for yeah. the children. But okay, that's and not it's what, not bad. Disney Junior. There's just like a fat unicorn and maybe a dragon. And yeah, yeah she looks like she's two. But wait. Okay, there's yeah, also like the Jujus, but that's that's like a brand, right? Those are like toys or something. You too? What? The Jujus? Jujus? Are those those little Shopkins-esque? Uh, maybe? Oh, I don't know. This just looks like... Things. Okay, so these do look like... I guess I, I guess this is Disney Junior, what I'm looking at. Oh, I think Raven's there's like a Switch. Home. Raven's Home, right. I, I, Raven's I skipped home. over that. I meant to I know about back. that. Is there like a switch in like programming where it's like Disney Junior for a little bit and then it I turns so. into Disney Channel? Yeah. yeah. I, there was some nerd so. guy getting really pissed at the Spider-Man Disney Channel show, which was just so funny. He was like, why the fuck That's is Miles Disney Morales SD. in here? And they're like, it's for five-year-olds. They live, they do the same thing every episode. Like, what do you want? I didn't think and Raven's Home. he was like, Home... I know it's for kids. I'm like, I don't think you do. I, don't, you I didn't think Raven's Home was on Disney Channel. It feels like I just kept hearing over and over again that yeah. it was like a little more adult, like it was a little less aimed at kids. I thought mm-hmm. I thought for sure that was like a Disney Plus joint or something, but I guess not. Mm-mm, no, because I watched an episode and it's mostly about her her kids, like Raven's kids. Right. Oh, but also maybe sense. they make it more about Raven in the future. But I was just like, what's going on here? What's up? Look at these kids. Who are you? Yeah. Uh, so we've and had it's a fun lot of... because one is psychic and one isn't. Ooh. So it's like, ooh, tension. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've had a lot of fun here today. Uh, <laughs> we, we have. And, we're stalling. That could be another uh, bonus track. <laughs> Here's what's up. Yeah. We're just cranking out the bonus content. <laughs> for free. For no reason. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Instead of the regular podcast. <laughs> Instead of the regular podcast people are here for. Uh, uh, Major Resurrections just came out. Uh, the timing was yes, not incredible did. on our episode because today it left HBO Max, so you can no longer I'm watch so it. I'm so sorry. If you sorry haven't watched it, you got to wait, you know, probably a few weeks until it comes out on DVD. But um, this is Is the, it not going to be on any streaming services? That seems like a bad play. I mean, that it'll be like a mistake. the whole thing with the HBO Max thing is that it's like it's yeah. on it for a month when it comes out in theaters and then it goes away for like a little while and then it comes out yeah. on DVD and then it goes back on HBO Max again. <laughs> so okay, yeah. That's like how a, I feel. That feels about right. There's like a four-month period where it's not on HBO Max, but then they put it back Or they're on. like trying to be like, hey, go buy the DVD. Yeah. And we're not going to buy the DVD. Well, well you, buy the you DVD. Jackson's going to buy the DVD. <laughs> uh, and this was, you know, sort of the, the catalyst that like led us to thinking about the Wachowski so much. And like, you know... Uh, uh, this is a fascinating movie because it's, you know, one of these weird legacy sequels that's made like 30 years later, not 30 years later, but, you know, 20 years later. And like for a long time, people were like, they're never going to do it. And people hate the sequel so much. They thought like the well's just poisoned and like the Wachowskis are so 
like uh uh protective of it like they wouldn't let them make a new one unless it was them and they clearly don't want to but then Mm -hmm. like a year ago or i don't know when it was whenever it was they just announced (laughs) like full stop they were just like matrix 4 by the way everyone's like oh yes please and it's (laughs) like okay uh, yeah and so they were like keanu's back carrie ann moss is back don't ask about anybody else uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask any more questions. The, uh, but Lana Wachowski—that's one of the interesting things. Um, like Lana Wachowski is the sole director of this. Lily's not involved anymore. Mm-hmm. Are they fighting about it? No, I read are an they article. Okay? Yeah. No, okay. no, no, they are okay. It was just that, like, I read uh, an interview that Lily Wachowski did about it, and she was like, "I just like it was Lana's idea mostly, and like she had just." publicly come out yeah. as trans mm. and mm-hmm. so it was just and like had just gotten done with like a couple other projects and was like mm, I think it's, I need, it's like cool. a little creative break i just a need break. like yeah. i just yeah. like need, a, need like a moment to be myself and also it's a pandemic so yeah. just like yeah. which is just so they're funny. good they're cool it's funny okay, because cool. that's like almost exactly the same thing that happened with the coen brothers for the Macbeth oh, yeah. movie that just came mm-hmm. out it was literally like uh uh just like Ethan Cohen was just like, ah, I'm just going to chill out for a little bit, I think. And Joel was I'm gonna like, take a break. I'm going to take this opportunity to make a movie that you wouldn't want to make. <laughs> so he yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. great. Uh, Sounds good. <laughs> uh, but like it. And yeah, so but it, yeah, that's just fascinating to me because like, uh, like tracking the narrative of like they're coming out, like both of them, like. Uh, uh, because Lana Wachowski came out as trans in between Speed Racer and Jupiter Ascending, and like mm-hmm. you know just worked that entire time, and then Lily didn't come out until between the first and second season of Sense Eight, and she yeah. mm-hmm. simultaneously uh came out as trans and dropped out of Sense Eight, so the second season is just Lana, and it seems like she it seems like she is just like very much content to just, like, stay out of the public eye as much as possible for a little while, like, mm-hmm. after that, in a way that Lana didn't seem to be necessarily quite as yeah. uh, interested and I think in. She's, I, mm-hmm. I think she's working on a different project right now, like, just on her own, and I think that's okay. It's so yeah. interesting how, like, these sibling, when siblings are working together, we're like, if they ever do a solo project, something's wrong. Like, they're fine. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and no, she's, they're just like both directors. And can do, yeah, <laughs> yeah I can do different things. Well, that's what's struggling when you like create your identity around the two of you when you're the Wachowski siblings or the Cohen mm-hmm. brothers. Yeah. It's like, well, if, when one of them's not there, it's like, did you wear it? What happened? Where's, Where's Lily? Going? Yeah, Where are you there? What'd you do to Lily? Can I take yeah. can I take a temperature read? Can I make a joke that Speed Racer Speed Racer was so bad that she had to leave that previous identity behind completely? <laughs> yeah, or is sure. that yeah. is that kosher? I mean, is that okay? People like people like Speed Racer now. People do like Speed Racer, but it's famously yeah. bad. Uh, anyway, but um, this movie. Uh, what was I just about to say? Wachowski's Matrix Resurrections. Uh, uh, They're not fighting. But yeah, and the response to this movie has been extremely interesting to me because I, this is not, I wouldn't describe this movie as polarizing. I would describe it as like literally completely different for every individual who's watching it. It seems like, like it's yeah. not like love it or hate it. 
I've seen a lot of people be like, this is bullshit. How does anybody like this? I've seen a lot of people be like, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of boring. I thought I saw a lot of people be like, oh, I don't know. I thought it was pretty okay. It was a good old time. And I've seen a lot of people mm-hmm. be like, this is a masterpiece. Why don't you guys get this? Like, yeah, it yeah. fully <laughs> and completely runs the gamut of like everything you could think about a movie. Like people have so many different wild, like disparate interpretations of like how much they like it, which is just so like gender. It is me. a spectrum. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And, like, and, you know, it kind of has to do with, like, what your relationships are to the Matrix sequels in the first place. Because, mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's kind of simultaneously, like, trying to get back the original energy of the first one in a weird kind of way. And doing the, like, legacy sequel thing of, like, you know, reorganizing some of the beats of the original movie you love so much. But it's also very mm-hmm. unapologetically, like... Here's uh, 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 Jada Pinkett Smith again. If you didn't watch the sequels, yeah. you have no clue who she the is. The sequels are canon and they matter. Yeah, yeah. And the Merovingians here because we love. Yeah, yeah. Wachowskis love the Merovingian. They and love nobody their else cyber really pervert. Um, love that cyber pervert, and now we've and we made him somehow more of a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different kind of pervert. Now. Yeah. Uh, so I do. I. Yeah, it's just polarizing. Not polarizing. It's just, like, divisive and weird, and, like, people think so many different things about it. Go ahead, Adeline. Well, I was gonna say, I do really love that energy of, like, people didn't like this sequel. Fuck you, it's still canon, and we're gonna use it in the story. Like, I like that. I mean, because, like, I feel like that happens all the time where a sequel comes out, and obviously the people who made it put a lot of effort into it yeah. and they're like incorporating it into the universe. And then the fandom will just be like, we didn't like that one. So we're going to ignore all the things that you added to the universe. Yeah. And I hate that so much. I'm like, it's not, it's not your story. You don't get to do that. <laughs> don't be mean about it. So I love that. They're like, yeah, no, I don't care if you didn't like it. It's still a part of the universe. And the thing about this movie, I think like probably like the thing that is like really kind of a litmus test of like how you're going to feel about it. Is, like, mm-hmm. how willing you are to buy into this entire, like, uber-meta, like, deconstruction of the current-day blockbuster film industry. And, yeah. like, the state of, like, IP politics and, like, the ways in which, uh, like, the... It's, like, very explicitly and textually, like, reacting to the effect that Matrix had on society while also mm-hmm. making it a literally and fully literal canon piece of Matrix media yeah, yeah, in yeah. this weird, bizarre, high-concept way that, like, you know what? If you watch that and you're like, shut the fuck up, I hate it, I almost, like, don't even blame you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of get it. Like, I like it, though. I, I think, think this movie's cool. extremely good, and I'm pretty excited about it. Well, what I love about, just to like kind of dive into it, just to get into it, yeah. what I love about this movie, especially when you're taking like a, a meta like look at like media and the media that you consume, and especially a look at modern media and how it is in this moment, mm-hmm. I feel like it is really easy to be like, things are bad now and everything's about content. It's all fucking up our lives. We all right. need to get out of the Matrix. We need to get out. Yeah. And this fucking Warner Brothers animated bullshit is what the Matrix is. You need to get red-pilled. Like, that feels like the easy thing to yeah. do. But I love that that's not what they're saying. They're saying these stories that you love are so important that people can use them against you to control exactly. you. Yeah. But also, they still even when people are controlling you with this media, it still has that nugget of truth in it right. that you love and yeah. why you love that media and that nugget can set you free. Like yeah. I love that. No, like to Neo, not just be like it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, Neo like represents 
the Matrix in a lot of ways. Like the film yeah. The Matrix, nineteen ninety nine. Because it's like mm-hmm. he was an incredible like force for good in the world. Like he revolutionized the world and changed everything uh, and did like powerful good for the the people around him, right? And he became mm-hmm. so important because of the great things that he did that he was able to be abused as a piece of iconography by the structures that be in order to further subjugate people. And like both of mm-hmm. those things are true at the same time, you know? Like mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris like finds him and is like this guy you know actively and openly stands for everything like stands against everything I'm trying to do but he still produces a lot of energy for me regardless right Mm -hmm. so like even after it goes away they have to go back to neo and like scramble to like find some way to like literally resurrect him and bring him back because he could be taken advantage of still even Mm -hmm. though he is like actively you know uh, a a figurehead that represents oh uh, <laughs> he did also explode. But even though he's like a, a figurehead that actively represents pushing against exactly what's happening, he still mm-hmm. is a, a a piece of the machine in that way, in a way that's like totally beyond anybody's control. And mm-hmm. like, I, don't, I think this movie's so great. fucking smart and it's great. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but, and I, it is a really good thing because I like how it directly addresses the like the like, are we in the Matrix? Question to be like. It, it is, when you talk about stuff like medication and with therapy, I feel like sometimes it can be a very rough line to walk. Yeah. Where it is so often demonized and so often, like, misconstrued to be like the, like, I mean, we see it all the time. It's like, when you're on the pills, it's not the real you. Yeah. And it's like, well, it is, they're, we're just balancing the chemicals in your head, friend, and sometimes you do need to go to therapy. But, like, obviously there's more going on because they're in the Matrix and it's Neo, so obviously <laughs> there's more going on. But just, like, I, to, to, like, look at, like, the, like, the kind of, like, internal mental dialogue, be like, yeah, Neo individually in his own mind is like going through a thing and it kind of takes the audience like along with it right like where we everybody has that moment of like oh shit was the matrix real <laughs> like oh wait wait a minute <laughs> like it, it like takes you through the journey that he goes through also and like i love those fucking scenes with neil patrick harris gaslighting the shit out of neo <laughs> looking so back great. at those scenes it's so good because it's neil patrick harris he's got his fun little blue sunglasses or glasses he's got a cat and he's just like, you had another episode. And he's just like walking him through all the things that happened. It's like, it's all in your head, Neo. Right. And like, as you're watching the scene before you realize that he's the big bad, you're just like, okay, he's right. Like, Neo, like <laughs> right. he, he gaslights yeah. both you and Neo at the same time. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool, it's so cool. And it, this movie really fucking called my ass out because I'm a maladaptive daydreamer. I do that thing where I'm just like daydreaming all the time. So this movie really did call my ass out of like, it's all in your head, man. I'm like, oh, mm. media controls what you think. And I'm like, oh, damn, oops. Yeah. Oh, it really do. It really do be like <laughs> no, that it really, It really do be like that. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I and I definitely liked the second half of this movie more than I liked the first half. Because I think I am in that camp where it's like, I, I totally understand the message. And I like it. I think that it's an important one. But when you're like, isn't it crazy how Warner Brothers asked you to do the Matrix again? And you're like, uh, 
okay, so we're like, we're actually going to say those sentences in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, it just is like so, like it's too far for me. It's just like a little too far. We're like, this, I'm, I'm breaking my my streak of not talking about Black Mirror. <laughs> Black Mirror. <laughs> in the Black Mirror. Damn. It's been a while, okay? <laughs> but in the Bandersnatch, like, choose your own adventure. Right. Like, there's, mm-hmm. at one point, there's one where you can, cho- like, you're, you're choosing all these options for him. And then at one point, you can choose a Netflix option. And I was like, okay, what's that? And then at one point, everyone, like, breaks the fourth wall. And it was like... Um, actually, uh, actor's name, you're supposed to be on page 34. And he's like, what? What's happening? Where am I? What's going on? My dad? Like, isn't that my dad over there? And he's like sitting in a chair, like flipping through pages, like drinking a coffee or whatever. And I, at that point I was like, "Mm, why? Like, why did you do that? I like like, it really, like, why? (laughs) That took me out of it so much. Like it, Mm. it kind of just breaks like the, the like sense of reality for me. Um, but it's also interesting. It's very interesting to yeah. do that. But for mm-hmm. me, it was just like a, a step too far where I was like, I don't like it, though. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I I don't think, agree. To me, it's just like it feels like such fucking big dick energy because like, you know, and, you yeah. know, I you, you look into it and you're like the story of how this movie got made is very much kind of the story in this movie. Like, it's not like dramatized yeah. or whatever. And it is so totally just like. Like, we're going to do a Matrix movie. We're going to do it with or without you. We'd like you to do it. And they're like, I will only do it if I can make it entirely about how much you suck. How much I don't <laughs> yeah. like what you're and doing. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I guess. And I just imagine her, like, showing these fucking script pages yeah. to people and just being like, what are you going to fucking do about it? This try. is what we're doing. <laughs> try, yeah. try to stop me. Look, is. Yeah, I think what the conversation probably was, so it's like, so we can say, like, the game company wants you to make another mm-hmm. Matrix, and we would all know that they're talking about Warner Brothers, right. or they could yeah. just be like, fuck you, Warner Brothers is making us <laughs> yeah. do it again. They like, say <laughs> Warner Brothers in the movie, yeah. it's yeah. so they fucking do. wild. Which is like, I, I, like um, I can see both sides where I'm like, that's actually a really cool move, but also when I'm watching the movie, it makes yeah, me Yeah, I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then like once we get through all of that and we're just like back in Matrix mode, I'm like, okay, like I like and I like that at first Neil Patrick Harris is doing his weird beastly uh, like acting where he's like, I'm just I'm just a little old teacher. I'm just a little old therapist. I'm just a little guy. I'm doing weird stilted acting and I don't know what's happening. And then when he switches over to impish, you wouldn't punch a guy with glasses, would you? (laughs) I love impish Neil Patrick Harris where he's like, oh, look, oh, look over here. I'm going to poke you in the face. You can't do anything to stop me. He's a magical stinker. Yeah. The fucking, that fucking scene where Neo goes to talk to Trinity and she's working on the motorcycle. And Mr. Like Time God Neil Patrick Harris like stops everything and it's all in slow motion and he's at like that slower frame rate that's still like faster than everybody. It's the coolest shit. We talk about how cool sh- how cool frame rate stuff is all the time, <laughs> yeah. and this was absolutely that. It was so cool. They're like going in slow motion and speeding up the whole time. The bullet is like going towards Trinity the whole time he's talking. It's so good. God, it's so when good. The, it's when so the cool. bullet goes through the apple and he lets it go and it's just exploding. Oh, I love stuff like that. I love. I love, so and good. it looks so good. It looks so good. Mm. Like it looks extremely top good. Notch. Like, and you know, it's, I was talking the other day, me and some of my friends watched Dune again, 
And it just, it, it really, in a lot of ways, it feels like we're crawling out of some things when it comes to blockbusters right now. Because, oh, yeah. like, the the Marvelized, like, everything CG, quantity over quality, just spend an exorbitant amount of money in order to make, like, the onset experience as simple and frictionless as possible mm-hmm. and just do mm-hmm. it all in post. Like, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but, like, Marvel attitude of, like, making mm-hmm. these movies. It seems like we're finally hitting a point where people are, like, really actively trying to push back against it. Because it's like, mm-hmm. this movie is so frequently practical and the special effects are so, like, specifically used. And they're, like, mm-hmm. so well incorporated. Same thing with Dune. And, you know, uh, not entirely, but uh, in to a much better effect than usual in Eternals, where they're, mm-hmm. like, shooting outside and shit, you know? Uh, yeah. And it I mean, feels the only like... thing that they CGI'd in Dune was the, the spice in the air. That was the only thing. <laughs> The only thing. Yeah, worms. the only thing. Real. Everything yep. else was That's real. Yep. Space. Real worms. Real. You've been to yep. Mars? Practical. I didn't think so. They there are worms there. They went to Arrakis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, uh, they, they shot o- on location. Open casting call. They were like, eh, we're looking for a, a real authentic space worm to please come. Yeah. Like, this is your big break. Open cast and call. We are looking for Fremen or Fremen American actors. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just because the, tr- or not the trailer, but like the announcement that the new Lord of the Rings show is like actually finally coming out, yeah. like happened on Twitter. I saw that. And I recently, sometimes when I'm bored, I'll just watch the Hobbit movies because I like them. And yep. they have a lot of problems. And I'm going to tell you one of them now <laughs> is that the biggest thing is that they don't. <laughs> I love the first one. I think the first one is a very fun jaunt. I think the second one is another fun jaunt. I cannot remember a single thing from the third one, and I do not like it. But it's, it is just so obvious immediately that nothing is practical, yeah. and, it make, and the whole movie is worse for it. Yeah, totally. Like, even Gandalf interacting with the dwarves, you know that it was shot afterwards. Like, it's not right. a trick of the light where he's standing closer yeah. and everyone else is farther away, or all the crazy shit that they did in the original to make Gandalf look big. He's just not there, and they put him in afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And the guy who plays Gandalf fucking hates it the whole time. There's interviews yeah, of him Ian just McKellen. crying. <laughs> Ian McKellen just can, crying because yeah. he's like, I want to act, those, yeah. and there's nobody in the screen screen hell with me. It's <laughs> yeah. just me. Like, and you can yeah, feel I saw it. Those like, it's memes not where he was like, oh, I don't like. This is not what acting is supposed to be. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, this is what I need is supposed to be. I don't like movies anymore. <laughs> You're like, oh no, I'm so James sorry. James Marsden has never said that, though. That man has acted against so many tennis balls. I was just saying, I'm just saying, James Marsden is the antithesis to Ian McKellen. <laughs> you love that it. man. There he loves goes. He loves that green screen hell. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, and look, this is, I'm going to try my best. I. I had sort of a wake-up call this week. I was like, I'm thinking about TikTok too much because I'm really active on there right now. I'm, like, trying to build shit up. And it infects your fucking brain with brain worms so fast. It does. It literally does. So, like, I'm acknowledging that I've been talking about it a lot lately and I totally have brain worms about it. But I'm still going to tell this story anyway. Uh, Because I made a TikTok (laughs) briefly where I said something to that effect, like, because I think Spider-Man No Way Home is is like the worst of like what we're talking about it is like clearly shot entirely in a warehouse and i think it's a product of like how crazy secret they're trying to keep everything that they can't shoot anything in any location ever and everything's just like cgi nightmare um Mm -hmm. so i said something to that effect i was like i think the movie looks really ugly i think it's really muddy and the cgi is like overwhelming and blah 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 
and people are like, it was actually really good CGI. And I was like, it it doesn't matter how good the CGI is. Like it's yeah, not a uh-huh. it's not a matter of how real it is. Cause there's a substantial practical effect on the movie, on the way that you shoot it, on the performances of the actors, on just like the mm-hmm. tactility of things, even if they are even if it is like so insanely good CGI you can't tell it apart from reality. Uh, it, it's like, which basically doesn't ever really happen, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it does occasionally for like little things, but like it just WandaVision. has, it has a the profound, the, sure, the first episode of WandaVision where they're floating stuff around on strings that I'll give you. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> it was so fucking good. But God, it has, it has like a profound effect on like how you interact with the movie and the way you interact with it. And all the kids mm-hmm. on TikTok were like, the special effects were incredible actually. And it's like, it's not about how good the special effects are. I don't know. Yeah, we're not saying that they're bad. Yeah. Quote, we're just saying that they're, it's bad that it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, yeah. Like, the yeah. special effects are good, they're just bad, and they shouldn't be there. And, I mean, I talking about WandaVision, like, I think that is the best example of it, where that first episode feels so good because they literally did everything that they possibly could in real life in the moment to make it feel like the Dick Van Dyke show. They're like, oh, we're going to have the exact same sets, the exact same lighting. We're going to do exactly what they did. We're going to have costumes and lighting and do everything practically. And you can feel it in the performance. Like, that's the point. And then versus, like, the last episode where it's CGI hell and they're all flying around and doing whatever bullshit they want. And it doesn't feel the same. Like, it doesn't feel practical and real anymore. That's what was so cool about it. So it's like, yeah, you can feel they have a distinct mouth feel on the movie that you can't <laughs> you can't just ignore. You can't just replicate. Right. Do you guys want to know a stat that's going to blow your fucking minds? Uh, sure. Both sure. Matrix Resurrections and Dune, not combined, but individually both of them, cost less than half of what Black Widow costs to make. That makes sense. (laughs) Because it is entirely... Like, the way Marvel makes these movies now is they just fucking throw away money at it to just, like, like, do it later. Like, they just... It does not matter at all how much money they need to spend. They just make it happen afterwards. They pay whatever bare minimum thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again for these animators to just, Mm -hmm. like build the entire world around them it's insane it's mm-hmm. absolutely wild and those movies all look so much worse than both of those movies like we it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be this way it shouldn't be yeah, this listen, way it's weird listen yeah like but i how much we are very the- much we are very much marvel people like i love black widow yeah. i had a great time with black widow well i say that it is the most visually stunning and do i think that the visual effects were a must-have no yeah. like i don't want to like, I mean, we're very much said like that we're not just going to shit on Marvel because they're a blockbuster kind of people. Right. But like when it comes to CGI, it's kind of like, well, you're the like you're Marvel is at the forefront of just like we're just going to CGI it later. And it's yeah. going to look really good because of where we are in history and because we have 10 billion dollars to yeah. throw at it. But everybody else can't keep doing this because right. it's just not going to work. <clears throat> um, well, how much also do you think that it's like a pendulum swing of literally everyone is constantly trying to find Marvel spoilers and like trying to figure out what's happening and what's going on and what's next. Right. And so they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're literally just going to have to like close this we're off. We're going to lock ourselves in the building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, cause like we're, we're trying to like make sure that movies are still fun and you don't like know everything right. that's going on. Like who was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's probably like Don Cheadle during 
like one of their like press junkets like everyone's always like give us a little spoiler can you give us a little spoiler can we have a little like tell us a little spoiler and he's like you actually don't want to know you actually (laughs) don't want to know because it's gonna make it worse for you and then you're gonna be like oh i wanted to find that out naturally in the movie so like yeah it's i like part of it is probably just like oh we'll just do it in post but i think some of it is like well, we're gonna have to fucking do this all in Atlanta in a little right. warehouse because yeah, we're gonna have to we like we literally have inside no ourselves, yeah. Because you won't leave us alone. You won't leave us alone and just yeah. let us make a movie. <laughs> Major resurrections. Well, I'm trying to walk through. <laughs> like uh, the the one of the big things that I've been thinking about a lot are the are the recastings, like the two major recastings, because they've got mm-hmm. uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen playing Morpheus, kind of quote unquote. Yep. And you've got Jonathan Groff playing uh, Agent Smith. Uh, and, like, it's it's hard to tell. I know for sure, because people were asking him about it. They asked Lawrence Fishburne, like, as this movie was about to come out. They were like, why aren't you in it? Like, were there scheduling conflicts? Like, what, what happened there? And he was like, I fully, like, wasn't asked. Like, I was, like oh, at no oops. point were they ever, like, trying to get me in it. So, like... It's clear that they, like, wanted this, right? Like, if they Mm -hmm. wanted him to be Lawrence Fishburne, they totally could have had it be Lawrence Fishburne, but they decided Mm -hmm. not to, apparently. I have not seen the same thing about Hugo Weaving. I don't know if that's necessarily the same. I also, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if just practically would work the same way if it was Hugo Weaving, because you'd see him as the boss and you'd be like... That's him. That's Hugo Weaving. That's Hugo Weaving. Weaving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think... I think they work great, assuming that they couldn't get one and then had to do something about the other. Yeah. I think it makes much more sense for them because they're, they're they're parallels. They like they literally say yeah. these guys are parallels in Neo's journey, and he basically had to invent them again in order to become right. Neo again. Like that's what we're doing. Yeah. So, first of all, I think the movie handles that super well. Where they're like, okay, so these people are like not at least where neo is and where the version of the matrix that we are in these people like kind of aren't here right and neo needs them in order to be neo again because he's stuck just being mr anderson in the matrix again yeah so that he like kind of fucking invents them himself right. what does mess me up a little bit is the matrix within the matrix that part messes me up a little right. bit but i'm not gonna not gonna cinema sins the shit out of this well, but it's, like... not, it's not a matrix it's just like a computer simulation he made up and it's just populated with other computer simulations. And, you know, you could and you can jack into it the same way you would the Matrix, but it's not like a virtual reality like designed to suppress whatever. Yeah. It's just like a program mm-hmm. that is like a It's like camera hacking running. a cutscene for a pre rendered exactly. cutscene from a video <laughs> yeah. game. I love my fair as someone who's like main hobby is video games and I love video games so much. The fact that they keep saying that he made a video game and then proceed to never show us a single frame or moment <laughs> yeah. of the video game. And then when they start showing the movie and they're like, That's the video game, I'm like, <laughs> right. No, it's not. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah. up. Which is weird. Like I wonder why they didn't just say you made this series of movies. Like yeah. I wonder what well, the and difference I think, would be. I don't know. I don't it know. Feels, well, I think I like... feel a little bit like, oh, you're still a 60-year-old woman who, like, doesn't, like, you're like, what's youth culture? Video games. Like, oh, right. well, video games. I do, I like, kind I of think, I kind of think that it is that movies do have a certain amount of, like, respect to them. Like, people like movies. People respect movies as an art form. Video games are just barely getting to the point where they are, like, genuinely, like, respected as an art form for for storytelling. 
for this narrative and stuff like that. Right. And so to like in this universe to say that the Matrix is like what makes that push for video games into them being respected as like an art form, I kind of buy. So for them to like do that, so it's like it's not a movie because people already kind of respect movies, and that's like not what we're trying to get at. We're gonna go into right. video games that aren't as respected as much, and they're pushing that forward. They're pushing this media forward the same way that the Matrix did with film. They're gonna do it with a different genre of art. I think right. I, I, I kind of like that. I just wish they had someone who knew what a video game was to <laughs> right, yeah. talk about video games, because like. Because they talk about, like, that you wanted to make the most realistic game possible, and then they show the video game, and it's just footage of live people, and you're like, it's this Night Trap? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, a full-motion video game. Well, yeah, like, what is also, this, like, is it VR? Does, is like, VR? how the fuck does Trinity play it? Well, and I do think there is another, like, I think video games was the correct media to choose for that, because I think what the layman knows about video games is far far less than what the layman knows about how a movie is made right like we all kind of know like to some extent it's like oh they like they act it out and then they film it like making a video game like we don't know so for them to just be like yeah he fucking made the matrix we'll be like oh okay like <laughs> it, like did? it has that like level of like mystery to it where That's we don't true. like understand like what what they were doing how it works all that stuff which i think is good and i fucking i love the narrative going on with trinity so fucking much that the way that they control, like the way that they control Neo, is so much like having like putting him as the head of this company where people are this group of people are constantly relying on him for right. like for him to be smart, for him to be on it, for him to be creative, and then like having all that pressure on him and having the therapist that can like make him feel good enough about himself to go back into that like torture willingly. Like I right. like that's what's controlling Neo, and then what's controlling Trinity is literally just her fucking family. And it is the right. same amount of strength, has the same, like, chokehold on them. And yeah. I think that's so good. Like, she just has this throwaway line where she's like, I don't know if I ever, like, genuinely wanted to have kids or if I just thought that I was supposed to have kids. Because that, I, th I think that's a sentence that every woman on the planet has said at least once. Like, I don't know <laughs> if this was something that society wanted or if this is something that I genuinely wanted or if you can even separate the two. And I was like, oh, damn, that's a good fucking point. And the fucking line... Where she plays the video game and she sees Trinity in the video game and she shows it to her husband and she says, doesn't that like look like remind you of me? Isn't that me? And he fucking laughs at her. I felt that in my fucking soul. I was like, damn, that's, uh, that's horrible. That's like so cutting. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, I just felt that line so much of like the like scene, like seeing yourself in media and having nobody else see that like for you and like to like just like she sees herself in this like strong woman in trinity who's like incredible and sexy and powerful and in control of her own shit and showing that to her husband and being like isn't that me and him being like no that is not you it's just like damn that's oh that's so bad it's so good it's yeah. terrible the the tricky thing i mean i want to this is this is jumping back a little bit but uh, I was just thinking so much about the way they handle Agent Smith in this movie and the way they mm. handle... I mean, this movie, like, really smartly and, like, kind of honestly has, like, a really radically different take on a lot of the, like, social structures that the original mm. Matrix movies are kind of commenting on. Because in the Matrix, it was, like, 1999. It was, like, everything mm. seems pretty much chill for the vast majority of people. And we're all yeah. kind of, like is this it? Like, I don't know. Like, it's weird that things are just chill and we're all kind of a little antsy. 
like mm-hmm. is kind of like this you know the social mores that they're that they're dealing with and like the the like oppression the like the the the, the force acting against you is like the man it's like the corporate guys the mm-hmm. the guy in the suit who's your boss who calls you by your last name and you got to dress up in a suit and tie and go to work every day mm-hmm. right like that's the oppression but the like man. Yeah. yeah but like this movie is very astutely observing like that is not even close to what anything looks like anymore so like mm-hmm. now it's or it may not have even been what it was back then and that's just what right. we were pretending it was well, like, no yeah. I mean but it just it was for certain people not for everybody in the whole oh, world oh definitely obviously. definitely yeah, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it but so like that movie is like oh things are going really well and we're kind of skeptical we're kind of on edge we think something must be going on wrong behind the scenes that we can mm-hmm. just be this you know fine you know, which is a really cool and interesting take. But now the take is totally different, right? His, like, you know, work that he's rallying against is, like, this, like, really cool, like, sort of, like, open floor Young. plan. Yeah, his boss yeah. is, like, 22 years old and calls him Tom. And, he, you know, he's got a therapist and there's a ping pong table in the office. They're just bouncing ideas mm-hmm. off of each other, you know. But it's, like, equally soul-crushing and devastating and, like, mm-hmm. the the thing about it is that, like, in The Matrix, it's like, oh, th- things are only this good because we want you to believe they are, right? It's a facade. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something wrong. And this is different where it's, like, this movie's coming out in a time where everyone's like, everything sucks all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're so <laughs> tired of everything. It's uh, Being alive is a nightmare. And they're like, okay, so hold on. So why is The Matrix a nightmare now? It's because they it's fucking Monsters, Inc., they they mm-hmm. realized that if they just like tormented you in the matrix they could get away with it and like people will put up with it and they'll produce that much more energy being anxious and unhappy and and stressed out all mm-hmm. the time and that's like you well, know and they will and they'll accept that reality right. quicker than they will the good reality exactly. like that's the point yeah. like yeah it's crazy <laughs> are you doing okay Kiji? can you hear us yeah i can hear you Okay, cool. I can hear you. I'm just listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm li- I'm waiting. Right. Uh, but uh, what was I but yeah, say? so I mean, that's why I think it's so smart to recast Agent Smith because, like, I cannot imagine in a gazillion years Hugo Weaving yeah. coming down the stairs and being like, "Hey, Tom, what's up? You got those reports for me? No big deal. Hey, if Tom. not, wearing, like, <laughs> it's not the same energy." To the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and I love. I love New Morpheus so much. Mm. I love that he's like, he's fun. He's, he's a like, fun guy. Yeah. I like, I love his outfits so he's much. Like, fits I love in this movie. They're so good because I love. It's like we're in a commuter, compu- commuter, computer simulation. It's like it, it, every video game is a fashion video game, and they just try to tell you that it's not, but they all are. That's what like all of the like cyberpunks that are going into the Matrix have realized that right. this is a fashion game, and we can wear whatever we want. Yeah. So Morpheus is showing up in fits. Bugs is like, I'm gonna have blue hair in the Matrix, and nobody's gonna stop me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you make that pink anime queen in whatever video game you're playing. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, that's the point. It's a dress up game. The, there's a, I mean, I think. Yaya Abdul-Mateen is, like, the most handsome man in Hollywood to me right now. Like, he is such a charismatic and attractive guy. And that moment moment where he's, like, just first getting... I'm still a little unclear on the whole, like, why a program needs to get literally, like, red-pilled to, like, get taken out of the Matrix. That doesn't really make sense to me. Whatever, whatever. Okay, the programs in the Matrix have never made any sense, (laughs) so it's fine. Uh, (laughs) But, like, that moment where, like, Bugs gives him her glasses... 
and he's just like in the suit, but he's got those like blue glasses with the like bar across him. I'm like, this is the yeah. most incredible look anyone's ever had in a movie. Nobody has ever <laughs> know, looked better like, than this. In this moment right now, yeah. And Keanu looks good. Great. He's looking great. Keanu, Keanu looks, looks good. good. I like that the was one of the things. The beard. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I was I was a little bit frustrated because I was like. That is like Keanu's look right now, right? Is like the beard yeah. and the long hair, the like post John Wick yeah. Keanu. And I, you know, all the trailers came out and he like looks like that. And I was like, oh man, it would be kind of cool to see him like go back to clean shaven Keanu again. Like it would just be fun. So I was like kind of disappointed. I mean, not that I was like, oh, why did he shave his beard? Yeah. But I was like, oh, it would have been fun if he had done that. But then like, it's really interesting because people like to, you know, kind of make jokes about like, oh, Keanu doesn't age. Like, oh, he still looks so great. But then yeah. once they take him out of the Matrix in this movie... And, and they he, shave him. Shave him, yeah. doesn't have any hair, doesn't have any beard, and he looks fucking old. Like, yeah. <laughs> you realize, yeah. like, he's, he's really good at... he's 60 years older. Exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's... I don't think he's 60 he quite yet. He aged way but. better than Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> yeah, she, she was just talking old. in the canon, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> she got uh, old. But yeah. She was on that beach. <laughs> but yeah, but, and it's oh, like... I, she was on Old Beach... But it's just cool because it's, like, the only the only time I can think of where Keanu is, like, I mean, I guess Bill and Ted, you know, kind of uses this to a different extent. He's got clean shape. But, like, yeah. he, he is, like, allowing himself to, like, look old in a movie where you're, like, oh. Like, you don't really think about mm-hmm. it because he looks really good with the beard and, like, he's good at keeping up his appearances. But you're, like, oh, he looks old. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's an older guy now than he used to be. Yeah. Well, and I love, I love that look with the beard and the long hair. I think it looks really nice. Like, it's like he's handsome. I like it. I do like what it adds to what we think of Neo as a character. Because, like, the whole time we've ever seen Neo, he's been the little, like, guy with the clean-shaven face (laughs) and the little spiky haircut. It's like, that's Neo. There he is. He's kind of a dork. There he is. (laughs) And so I like, I like seeing him, like, kind of disheveled and like stuck like seeing how being stuck here for that long has affected him like in his hair is all long and he's growing a beard like we've never seen neo like that i don't think we've ever seen neo with facial hair and long hair as far as i can remember in the whole matrix so it's it's cool to just like see that like physically like on him and i think it looks good and like of course it's like his look in reality also but i think it looks good there too so Uh, like it also has a lot to say about what conformity in the 1999 looked like versus what conformity looks like now because it's not right. like people would mm-hmm. be like oh look at that weird guy with his long hair now like it's just that's a very mm-hmm. normal look like it's but right. that's whereas in 90, 1999 it's like you have to look a certain way you have to act a certain way and you're going to work in your tie and yeah. that's the way it is mm-hmm. it, gotta so be professional. it makes sense it makes sense mm-hmm. uh i'm told maybe you could verify this a little bit for me, Keisha. Yeah, did, you watched Sense8, didn't you? I did not. I didn't get it. I tried oh, okay. when I was well, like never 15, and I was, I was like, I don't understand. And <laughs> then I was like, I'll watch it again someday. <laughs> I don't get right. it. I, there are a lot of like Sense8 people I've seen online who are really excited that I guess there are a lot of, like they cast a lot of Sense8 people in this movie as the like new generation of Matrix guys or, like, the people mm-hmm. in the boardroom mm-hmm. at yeah. the job. There's just, like, a lot of Sense8 people, like, scattered throughout it, which is fun. Good for them. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I think uh, that the Wachowskis do that a lot, actually, where they, like, they're like, these are our friends and we're putting them in our movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to put them in the movie. I love, I love stuff like that, where it's, like, it's not, it's not, like, nepotism of, like, 
I'm gonna put this person on my movies. But like, I have very talented friends who I think deserve to be in a movie. Yeah. And I'm making a movie, so I'm gonna put my very talented friends in it. Like, I like that a lot. I like when people do that. <laughs> Jessica Henwick is cool, too. She's like one of these actresses who has been like on the fucking cusp of like a big break for so long. Because she, you know, mm. she got her start in like a bunch of like scrappier like action movies where, you know, she's like a big like martial arts person. And mm-hmm. like people were like kind of keeping an eye on her. They were like, oh, she's interesting. And then she got cast in Iron Fist and she played Colleen Wing in Iron Fist for two seasons. And everybody was like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess this isn't quite it. And then she was like, yeah. had a That's small role. Fault. Yeah, she had like a small role on Game of Thrones. And she was like, you know, like a public sort of runner up for a bunch of other big roles. And it feels like Jessica Henwick is like just constantly like so close to like getting her like mm-hmm. big break and becoming a movie star. Um, and I don't think this is like her big break. Like, I don't think people are going to be like, oh, give no. her her own movie uh, yeah. in this. But it's exciting to have her see her get like a good fucking meaty, interesting, like fun role mm-hmm. like this where you're like, that's Jessica Henwick. She's doing it. Like she, she made it. Mm-hmm. She's getting there. Mm-hmm. I like what I like about this movie is that it kind of, uh, from what I see, if you don't like the sequels, you're probably not going to like this one. Like we yeah. said, cause it works so much in the same space as the sequels. And if you don't like the sequels, you're also wrong, which is another part of it. <laughs> Where it's like, because like going back to like when they're talking about, I love that conversation that Naomi and uh, Neo have. Where she's like, you know that like when you're in the Matrix, there's just always sounds. Mm-hmm. There's always a buzz in your head of you just thinking about a million things at once. And out here in the real world, there's silence for once. And we like, we understand that. And then she goes, that's what war does out here. And it's like, oh, damn. Like the way that she talks about like how important the peace was because for once they could think and grow and learn about anything other than war. Because I think once you get out of the third one, the ending of the third one is so kind of weird because you're like, we have peace, but not like... We didn't win. Like, <laughs> like there's yeah. still not like like there's yeah. still a lot of problems going on. But then this but one is like yeah, nice but happy buggy robots. Nice little yeah. Guys. But now we have robot friends. Now we have fucking fruit. Now like what I love like when we were talking about the Matrix two, and I said I think it's weird that you like can't see like the human culture like in here. You can very much like feel the human culture in the Matrix now, where it's like all the captains like talk like regular people in the real world would talk like they're they like. I could just, like, feel more of, like, the, like, I don't know, the human culture that's, like, existed for a million years, like, in these people. Like, it just feels so nice. It's like, yeah, because we've had time to focus on ourselves and focus on our culture and focus on the people around us because we haven't been at fucking war with evil destroying robots the whole time. Like, it just, like, it was a really good add-on. Yeah. I like the line where Sequoia was, like, when, like, Neo sees his tattoo and he's, like... Oh, yeah, my dad loved redwood trees. He was so devastated when he found out that they'd been dead for thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I like that little tidbit where it's like you can feel the transition of like, there's Mm -hmm. actually going to be some culture shock when you find out that you've been living in a simulation for your whole life. And And even like the like there are good things in the matrix they are things that we love and that we think that are important that are in the matrix and how do we get those back in the real world i think is really 
like, compelling. Like, I really like that, of, like, food is wonderful and is an art form and is so important to humans, and we don't have that. We have sludge that tastes like rust. Like, how do we get that back (laughs) instead of just accepting this is the new thing, we all eat sludge now? (laughs) Like, be like, how do we we progress? How do we do that again? I think it's so interesting. And it's fun that, like... It almost feels like, because, you know, like, the status quo is, like, so we brokered peace with the machines, right? And sort of mm-hmm. politically, things have progressed enough that there are a lot of machines who sort of take our side, quote-unquote, who are, like, allies mm-hmm. that we want to, and that's, like, a big deal for us. But, like, the reality is, like, the status quo is, like, the Matrix still exists, they still use the Matrix, but we have pretty unfettered access to it, and we can basically take out as many people as we want provided they want to get taken out like without without being stopped or, mm-hmm. or killed by by robots that's like the agreement they have and like mm-hmm. it's interesting that like th- it doesn't seem like there's a lot of emphasis on like radical change to like the status quo in this movie like the stakes mm-hmm. for the most part are just about like getting neo out of the matrix getting trinity out of the matrix because mm-hmm. he's important because she's important mm-hmm. to neo like that's kind of what we actually care about and, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jessica Henwick and all our little buds are, like, we want to, like, be in the fucking weeds and be pulling people out of the Matrix as much and as often as we can because it sucks in there and we got to get people out. And, mm-hmm. you know, and Niobe is just, like, I don't care. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we we have plenty of people. We should be concentrating on, like, making our lives better in the, in the meantime. Like, this isn't important. And mm-hmm. it's sort of, like, the... It's just, it's interesting that, like, the way that this ends seems to be, like, so now Neo and Trinity are out of the Matrix. They're still important, very powerful figures within the Matrix. So, and the analyst, who's, like, this new architect, uh, we're more powerful than him. We just beat the shit out of him, made him our little bitch. So now Mm -hmm. we can make the Matrix whatever we want, I guess. And it's kind of, like, secondary to their actual goal. But they get their actual goal and they're like, oh, huh. I guess now we're gone. Yeah, yeah. I like, guess you can make this better for well, everybody. Well, I don't know. I think I like this ending the most out of all four of the movies because I like. I it feels weird to me when they're like, "Um, sorry that we're just big, bigger brains than you, and we we figured out how to get out of the matrix." Um, bye, right. all of you losers who are still in the matrix and you're being used as a battery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucks yeah. to suck. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to kill a million people in the Matrix and not think about it too hard. (laughs) Like, it feels more hopeful to me than some of the other Matrix movies have been, where, Mm -hmm. like, you do get Neil Patrick Harris's analyst being like, "Uh, yeah, um, people thrive off of pain and fear and uh, the drive to do better the next day. Um, And Trinity and Neo are like, maybe, um, but we're going to try and make it better and see if that works. Yeah. Because in reality, Mm -hmm. like... I can't just unplug from my life. Like, you can't unplug mm-hmm. from your life. Like, we right. can't be like, um, we're out of here. Bye. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. users. But you can't I'm going to go actively, live in the woods. <laughs> like, you can actively, like, try and see if the things that you do make things better or if they make things worse and then adjust from there. Yeah. Like, I, mm-hmm. I loved where he was like, paint the sky with rainbows if you want. It doesn't make a difference. And then Trinity's like, Maybe we'll try and we'll see. We're actually <laughs> yeah. gonna see We're what gonna. happens when we yeah. do paint mm-hmm. the rain. Like, you're like, like I just think that's better than like 
and then, bye, Matrix people. Sorry. Like, we'll get you out maybe if we can, maybe. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah. we're not going to try to make your situation better right now. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, so I really like the ending to this movie. Well, and I love that when we're talking to Naomi, she's like, we were so stuck in the mentality of us versus them that, like, we need the Matrix and we need the robots. Like, that's just what... Right. That's just what it is. Like, we need that. We need their help and we need to do this together. And then we, they, like, start thriving when they figure it out. So it's like, I like this kind of ending where they're like, we we kind of need the Matrix because the majority of humanity is in there. Like, we can try to pretend that IO is what humanity is, but it's not. It's all of it is humanity. Right. So we need to be helping everybody and we can try to make it better mm-hmm. for everybody on the inside and the outside, wherever you want to be. Yep. Like, that's so much better than a lot of the other endings where it is just like uh, we're so worried about humanity but not the blue pillars they could go right, die yeah. i guess like it's like or oh like, damn those are people though the, the ai that has sentience and is a, able to love and have family <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking you're like Cybede i think yeah, like, yeah like, we're just oh, like fuck them. yeah yeah, you're like, I get, they should probably be treated with the same amount of humanity <laughs> because they yeah. literally yeah. have all of the things that make humans humans except for a right. body. Except for yeah. now they can mm-hmm. be little marble boys. Yeah. So they even and could why, have a body. And why, and why is that? I don't fucking yeah. know, don't but it, cool. it is a thing. And yeah, and like, <laughs> it looks it's, cool. It's so, I mean, the weird question that I see over and over again whenever there's one of these like legacy, like, legacy sequels is like, mm-hmm. oh, was this necessary? Like, that kind of attitude. And, like, mm-hmm. it's... Which is, like, I don't know. It makes me think about a lot of different things. Because, first of all, fucking no movie is necessary. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Second of all... <laughs> we didn't need to make true. Star Wars. Yeah. Second of all, like, this movie's That's entirely... Like, right at the very <laughs> beginning, this movie's just like, this movie's not fucking necessary. Like, <laughs> it tells you, yeah. like, sp- very explicitly. It's like, but we're making it, and maybe it doesn't need to be necessary to be important and good and mean something to you. To have a meaning behind yeah. it, yeah. Uh, and yeah. the other thing is just, like, it is, like, I think that a lot of these things that you're talking about make it, you know, kind of necessary to me, at least. Yeah, because exactly, it's like, yeah. It, it feels like it is addressing a lot of things, and it feels like it is, like, exploring a lot of these things in a much more complete way yeah. than the other Matrix sequels do in a lot of mm-hmm. ways so like on all these different levels it's like i don't know uh, whatever <laughs> like yeah. it's like a weird way to think about movies <laughs> yeah. yeah well I, yeah, yeah I, I think the distinction between like uh, a space jam a new legacy and <laughs> matrix 4 is do you have something to say do you yeah. have something yeah, else to literally. say that mm-hmm. needs to be told through this lens right which i do like i would say yes they have something else to say they where like a the lot matrix, to say <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like there there are new contexts that need to be explored or that haven't been explored through the Matrix yet that are mm-hmm. done well here. So like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Some Versus things aren't the, done well. I will like, that's that's justified in questioning like, hmm, why are you doing this? Like, are you doing this just to make money off of me? Right. And then they do address it where it's like, Warner Bros wanted to make money off of you, but I'm doing it because I'm your friend. And I want to tell a story. Yeah. 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 Uh, I also think the biggest criticism I've seen of this movie, which is one I actually kind of totally agree with, 
is that like the action just in general is like not nearly on the same level yeah. as any of the other ones. Like it's not nearly on the same there, level. No. I there's been a lot think... of like speculation. Like was Lily the one who is like more invested in like choreography yeah. and action and stuff? Like yeah. is that, but we don't necessarily know, but, well, but like, a lot of what at, happens like, is like in a time when normally he would have a big crazy fight. Like Neo gains this new skill where he could just kind of like Fuzro Dawn, mm-hmm. like blow people up and fly away. Yeah, and yeah. it just kind of does that instead, which is like, on the one hand, I kind of like, because it's like, well, I don't know, he doesn't want to fucking fight anymore, he's fucking old, and it's like, we've yeah. done this before, yeah. like, we know what this is, he mm-hmm. can just, like, kind of blow through it. I kind of like on a textual level, but then at the same time, it's like... Yeah, when you're watching it. I want him to fucking punch yeah. and kick some people. Well, I think, looking at, like, how fight scenes are in The Matrix, like, obviously the first one is the blueprint, but, like, looking at the second one, that's got some really incredible fight scenes, like, where where they're happening and, like, the choreography in them are, like, super cool. Like, they're super cool fights, like, the, like on top of the top, on the top of the car, on the highway, right. like, all that stuff, super cool. But then they go on for, like, 20 minutes. You're like, oh, my fucking God, move on. Right. So, I like, I think that this movie does a good balance of, like, like I love the fight on the train. I think that fight is super cool, where they just, yeah, like, the have train the, like, to bots, like, moment. swarming. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, that's reference. super, like, this, yeah, it is literally, like, an homage that, because you have, like, the zombies, the guys, like, fighting, like, yeah, that, I think that one's super on cool. Train. I think, I think the one... In the weird warehouse is probably the worst one where all the cyber perverts come out of nowhere. Yeah, but I think I don't know. I think it serves a point because we meet we meet Mr. Smith, Agent Smith, Doctor Smith as Smith. <laughs> like as he is now. The we like have that Dr. conversation Smith. with him. Yeah, <laughs> where, <laughs> where he's like, "Hey, what, here's our problem: is that I also want to beat the shit out of the guy that you want to beat the shit out of." But I also still don't want you to exist. And so we're going to have a problem here. Right. So they, like, fight. And there's, like, and we talked about these other guys that also got deleted from the Matrix. And here they are. <laughs> like, yeah. it makes sense for what we're doing. And that and that first half of the fight is definitely the weak part. Where it's, like, here's all the cyber perverts. And you're, like, okay, why do they look like yeah. that? Don't ask any <laughs> questions. And then you have the fight between Mr. Smith and... What the fuck is his name? Agent Smith. Is it Agent Smith? Agent, Agent Smith. Smith. I don't know why I keep saying Dr. Smith. Where Agent Smith and Neo are, like, having that fight, like, in the bathrooms. Like, that part's super cool. I think the choreography's more fun. And then we have, like, the like his, like, superpower that comes through. So I think yeah. they're definitely I, weaker, but they all serve a purpose. And they're, like, still done know, well, even me, if they're not exciting. The weakest, the weakest choreography was the end. Where, like, it was Trinity on a bike. And then... Every couple of minutes, they'd shoot at Neo and Trinity, and Neo would just hold his hands up and stop right, the bullets. Right. I, and then two no, minutes would then go by, and then there's a particular thing that happens <laughs> at the end of No, it. okay. One time at the very end, when he redirects the missile into the other helicopter, I was like, why didn't you do this the whole time? Like, right. that was That's actually cool. fun and interesting, and he applied what his he... power. <laughs> but it's, like, it's boring to me. It's boring. Keisha, what about the fucking people kamikazing themselves out of the buildings and that's just cool. turning into that goo cool. on the pavement. That was the sickest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. fucking cool. swarm of people saw, that I've are just like, it. it's like Terminator 2, four, like chasing after I've the motorcycle. It, so. it's but this is real life. These are real people. <laughs> they're not anime boys um, falling out of windows. They are. They're not real people. They are animated people <laughs> that look like people. But I just think, like, all of the Neo stuff is really boring in between, where it's like, oh, the people, like, that that scene where you see that girl and her robot boyfriend that she didn't know was a robot. Didn't know she was, was like, a robot. what are you doing? Yeah. And he jumps out of the window. That's cool. That is cool. 
However, all of the Neo stuff is boring. It's yeah. so, he just like, yeah. he's like, stop the, it. Stop I agree it. with you. Stop it. But the people falling out of the buildings is like so fucking sick. I don't care it's at yeah. all. So fucking like, sick. And like the, the swarm of people that are just Neo like running them down is stuff. so fucking cool. It's so cool. And on the motorcycle. And I love that moment. I love that whole confrontation because it's just like set up to like go balls to the wall. Like he walks into the coffee shop and there's just like every single man with a gun and a giant suit. It's just like in there, standing there. Like <laughs> yeah. I love that. And then we're like, and here's all our friends and they're coming in. But here's the thing. We're not going to fight because we have like this agreement going on. And it's like, oh, okay. So we have like this tension of this agreement. So when the agreement goes south, you're like, oh shit, this is going to turn into a huge fight. And it does. And it's great. And it's just got the people... It's so, there is like an element that I, the Matrix is like this weird kind of corner of horror where it's like, it, there's an element of psychological horror because it's like existentialism. Is this even yeah, real? Yeah, the melty mouth parts. Well, and all the parts like the melty mouth, but like the like body horror of like when they're like making Neo and stuff is genuinely very disturbing. And, like, all the stuff of, like, getting out of the Matrix is very much body horror. And, but, like, the fucking, the people jumping out of the windows and just turning into fucking mincemeat on the pavement is so gross. And it's so good. It's so cool. <laughs> like, it's awesome when they're just, like, fucking flying in front of the motorcycles. It's, like, weaving between them. It's like, oh, this is, this is awesome. I was I love like, this. yeah. I mean, I saw this, I saw this for the first time in the theater with Dad. And yeah. like that, that was like the first. I mean, it's like so shocking the first time you see it, because like mm -hmm. the, in terms of like violence, like the movie is like pretty tame for the most part. You know, there's yeah. not anything mm -hmm. super crazy in it. And then you get to this part, and people just start like jumping out of buildings and like landing on cars and like wrecking cars, just like raining dead yeah. bodies basically. And I just remember when the credits rolled, like the first thing my dad said when he looked over at me was like. People with power, the people were falling out of the buildings. It was crazy. Like, <laughs> it's just like so shocking and weird. Yeah, it's crazy. God, I yeah, because like really too desensitized to people using their bodies as a projectile. <laughs> I think that's just. I've yeah. seen it. Mm -hmm. I've seen it too many times for me to be like, oh, yeah, that's really crazy. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I was to talk about Titan happening. The happening mm. by M Night Shyamalan. That's true. It happened on Old Beach. <laughs> Did I ever tell you Did guys my... <laughs> oh, wait. One... It does happen one time on Old Beach, actually. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah, I kind of. Uh, my my weapon, happening but... story... This is a little while ago. Uh, uh, <laughs> there, was, there was a day a little while ago. It was right after Old came out. I was watching some M. Night Shyamalan movies. I threw on The Happening. Uh, uh, just because I wanted to watch it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is hilarious. Like, this is so weird and bad. But I was just watching it, and Anna started having this, like, emergency. She was having a panic attack. We didn't know it at the time, but we were, like, trying to figure out back and forth whether we wanted to, like, take her to the emergency room or whatever, or, like, what was going on. But she was, like, breathing really heavy, and it was, like, you know, really kind of scary. And eventually we were like, can we just sit down and rest for a little while? So she, like, sat down on the couch with me while I was watching The Happening. <laughs> And, like, the entire time, she's Very just, like, film. sitting on the couch, like... <sighs> And she's like, what the fuck's going on in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, 
I'll just always remember like, that. I don't really know. And she I was okay. Really we were all fine. Everything was fine. Yeah. Like, but maybe the worst like, movie to watch yeah. for that. And I just kept being like, "Do yeah. you want me to? Do you like? It's okay. Like, do you want me to stop it? Do you want me to put on something else?" She's like, "No, it's okay." And then Mark Wahlberg's and she like, said, what? "What are you doing? What are you no. doing doing here?" And she's no. like, "What's this movie about? <laughs> what the fuck?" Yeah. Well, it's like when I had my migraines and I thought that I was gonna die. And then they're like, "Do you guys? Do you want to watch the thing?" And I was like, oh, "God, I have to watch the thing." <laughs> right now when I feel like yeah, I'm gonna talk die about yeah. that's the thing is all about yeah. we didn't talk about the fucking Denny's Matrix meals the glitch meals at Denny's okay. for the new Matrix I don't movie. know about this you gotta enlighten me I okay. don't know about this either you know how we made jokes about the thing if yeah. the thing had a Denny's meal right. yeah, the so they meal. did that with the Matrix at Denny's and I think it was like glitches in the Matrix about your breakfast <laughs> so I think one of them was like oops too much bacon and one of them was like <laughs> a square pancake what a glitch in the Matrix I have to look this up Matrix. Oh, we forgot to cook Denny's the bread. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bunch of like batter on a plate. Yeah. Test kitchen. That's fun. That's fun. You're like you don't There's know a what glitch kind in of mistake you're gonna get. Hold on, hold on. Denny's.com news. There's a glitch in the Matrix, and Denny's is offering free delivery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that it? Hold on. Disney partner with more words to further amplified digital transformation. These rewards members will experience a variety of randomized Matrix-inspired offers, giving them access to free menu items, free delivery fees, and a variety of other discounts on orders at Denny's. As we further redefine how today's modern families dine and continue to establish Denny's as a leader in the digital guest experience, we're thrilled to partner with Warner Brothers to amplify our digital okay, transformation. Denny's. <laughs> Denny's is fucking checking into the Matrix. Oh my god. Yeah, is this like the Denny's, like the... The, oh my god! Their competitive option to like living in Facebook or what is the right, what yeah, is it called? The, the, the VR, metaverse. Like, oh my god, yeah, that's so funny. The Denny's verse. Like, okay, so it's not Denny's, like though? it's so it's not like specific like items like they do sometimes where they'll have like the fucking Justice League pancakes or whatever. It's just like they'll. <laughs> okay. The Wonder Woman. Just, like, Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> they just like fuck up your order and they go, we did it on purpose. It's, it's, it's a little bit yeah. cheaper. <laughs> like that's what it usually okay. is when you fuck up my order. <laughs> that's like, I went to Dutch Bros on Halloween and they were doing trick or treat drinks, which I thought like if you got a yeah. treat one, it would be like, Oh, it looks blue, but it actually tastes like vanilla or something. But it was straight up just like Whoa. bad. Like they yeah. made it taste bad. Like it tasted like vomit. Like they got one of those like <laughs> just jelly didn't beans taste or whatever. Good. Yeah. And I was like, why would why would you do that? Like I paid why would the you same do amount this of to money. Me? <laughs> I paid the same amount of money for this drink, and I just like it's kind of throwing like, it in the trash immediately because I can't actually it's bad, consume if it. If it's the bad one. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, why, why would you, why would you do that? Why would you like, why would you market something where it's like there's a glitch, but it's like green instead of orange? But you're like, Ooh, yeah, we, we didn't cook your eggs all the way. Ha <laughs> glitches. <laughs> we gave, we That's forgot hilarious. to put, we forgot yeah. to put bacon on your burger. Oops, the Matrix yeah. is so wild. <laughs> yeah, you're like, but I paid for the bacon burger, so like, the, Agent what, what? Smith huh? stole your bacon. <laughs> It's yeah. free. <laughs> and, like, we're not even talking just to pay for back to the movie. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't, Agent Smith stole your bacon. It's really funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, like, 
And we're like not even touching about like the social media of it all, right? I mean, like part of the quintessential yeah. thing is like the Matrix is this thing that's just designed to manipulate, like manipulate your entire experience and just keep you as upset as possible, basically. Mm-hmm. Like in this new version of it, which is like. You know, it, I just think it is so fucking smart. And, like, you know, it's kind of on the nose in a lot of ways. But, like, mm. it's so fucking smart the different ways that they're able to, like, take the central ideas of the Matrix movies and, like, find new angles. Like, genuinely mm-hmm. really smart and insightful angles mm-hmm. on how to, like, adapt these ideas into an entirely different ecosystem, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, because it's not, it's about, like, social media, it's about, like, IP like recycling about how like nostalgia gets weaponized about how like mm-hmm. you know uh things things can be important and can be a force for good and still be co-opted and taken over by evil forces in, in a mm-hmm. way just like the matrix has been when it comes to the whole fucking red pill blue pill movement and they talk yeah. a lot about like neil patrick harris has that whole line where he's talking about like you know art is great and art is incredible and it's important until it starts to hurt people and, like, you have to mm-hmm. start to draw a line. And in that moment, you can just see straight through. You can be like, she's talking about fucking red pill, blue pill, black pill. Dick yeah, talking about you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's... Like, I really I, like when, when they're like, actually, it doesn't even matter. The pill represents something. Like, it's just about your intention right. and your choice. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're like, I'm so much bigger mm-hmm. brain. I'm so much smarter. Like, oh, I'm awake and I'm, I know everything. It's like, well... It's just about mm-hmm. your intentions and who you are inside as a person. It's not actually you. You just have to make your up your mind about it. And if you don't yeah. have your mind make, made up, you'll die. <laughs> right. You want to know my favorite line? It's also interesting. This movie like has some jokes in it. Because the Matrix oh, movies, yeah. basically no jokes. Not funny. Except for where's my pussy. Like, <laughs> very few jokes in the Matrix movies. Mm. Uh, but, like, the that moment <laughs> that cracks me up so hard. With, like, that first, like, therapy appointment between Keanu Reeves and Neil Patrick Harris right at the end. You know, he's talking about how he, like, had this hallucination. He doesn't know what's real. And he's clearly, like, really upset. And Neil Mm -hmm. Patrick Harris is like, so would you like another refill on your prescription? And Keanu's just like, yeah. (laughs) Like, as this mind reading of just being like, yeah. And that is hilarious. Yes, I would like that. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, and I love that moment because, like, that, like, we talked about, like, you get, like, the audience and Neo go through that same, like, kind of journey of, like, oh, fuck, was the Matrix actually real? And I love that moment of when you're, like, kind of dying it, especially because he does, Neil Patrick Harris does such a good job in this movie. He does such a good job of, like, playing, like, the friendly, the friendly therapist guy. So when he's like, do you need, like, he seems, like, so caring and so genuine, and he feels like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So when he's, like, gives him the prescription, you're like, oh, good for Keanu. And then he, like, pulls out the blue pill, and it's the fucking blue pill. (laughs) You know what that is. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know that this is the Matrix. The Matrix is real. And it's also important that he's, like, you know, he sort of has the agency in that, like, he is mm-hmm. asking him to give him the blue pills. Like, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, take these pills. Oh, we're going to make you take normal pills so you're not cool anymore. Yeah. You lose your sparkle or whatever. He's like... Keanu Reeves forgot to take his normal pills. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like, you know, he's like, please. Like, these help, like in whatever yeah. reality I'm experiencing, these I am are helping me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. part of the thing, you know? It's like, that's that's the way. Like, they can read people in the Matrix now. Like, whether or not mm-hmm. they're, like, blue pill people or red pill people. And... Neo and Trinity both like read as blue pill people. Like they don't, they don't mm-hmm. want to get out. But once they are out, they realize that you know that's sort of 
on some level what they wanted, that it is better that way. Mm -hmm. And they have to, like, make a decision. They have to be like, Trinity is, like, reading his blue pill. She doesn't seem to have any subconscious need to escape the Matrix. But I didn't Mm -hmm. either. And now that I'm out, I like it a lot better. Like, how does that factor into, Mm -hmm. like, a person's agency? Like, how do you, how do you treat things like that? When they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, is it, is it okay to, like, forcibly red pill somebody? Yeah. (laughs) I do it on the internet all day long. (laughs) Constantly. But, you know, especially, like, that is the thing where I love the point that, like, no one is a lost cause. Like, everyone is worth, like, Mm -hmm. trying and empathy and, like, understanding and explanation where, like, you're like, ugh, like, that's my Aunt Judith, and she's constantly, like, mm-hmm. sharing all of these horrible she's things She's a fucking blue media. pill. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> hate her. Or if, like, especially, like, when we're separated by this wall of, like, anonymity of social mm-hmm. media, and we're like, ugh, there's just another blah, 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 they're so stupid, and they're so brainwashed, and they're, they're not worth it. Like, no one is worth saving anymore. Like, mm-hmm. to say, actually, I disagree. And I think that it's worth mm-hmm. it to try and, like, empathize and learn from people and, like, con- like, not convince them, but, you know, like, have them see other perspectives that might lead to more empathy and understanding. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, it, it's, like, never not worth it. It's never mm-hmm. not worth it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. This would be so good. I'm, I'm like That's having really a, good. I'm having a full, I'm, I'm having like a full on Jupiter ascending moment where I was like, I like this movie, and then we start talking about it, and we get like real deep in the weeds. I'm like, this fucking rules. This, this is a masterpiece. I, I love like old married couple Neo and Trinity so fucking much. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. God, Trinity's so pretty in this movie. It's so good. Yeah. Like I love, I lo- like, I think. Like, obviously, they're, like, going for, like, the older woman, like, angle with her. But when she's, like, in, like, at the coffee shop with her fucking, like, leather jacket and her short haircut, I'm like, damn, this woman is attractive. She's so pretty. Goddamn. And I just, I, I just love it. I love that they're just, like. And she's still allowed the, to look aged. Like. Yeah. Totally. yeah that's so, we're not going to pretend so like good. you're not 20 years older because <laughs> yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, mm-hmm. like, it's appropriate for middle-aged women to still have romantic relationships yeah. where they yeah. feel beautiful and loved. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, because, like, what, like, looking at, like, the love story of the Matrix, like, it's a, it's a love story, it's the whole point, yeah. but, like, it, it, it like, it, it's just, like, it's, it, it's, like, every other love story in that they are two young people in love, like, that's what it is about, and then to go to, like, this, where they are, like, I don't know, I just love, it's just so refreshing to be, like, yeah, like, that hasn't, changed at all from them like right. being older it's like yeah they are whatever 50 whatever 60 whatever and they are the exact same about each <laughs> other like that yeah. hasn't changed at all they are the same people he still thinks that she's the most beautiful wonderful person in the whole fucking world and he's gonna blow up this entire reality <laughs> right. just to talk to her and it's like damn <laughs> that's so good i love that so much uh a couple of things uh, uh-huh. as we, as we, I think start to wrap up, I don't know. I hope we're not getting ahead of ourselves, but, uh, one thing I just saw in an interview, uh, uh Lana Wachowski telling a story, uh, because mm-hmm. like, pff, obviously maybe the most obvious thing in the world, a lot about this movie is kind of semi-autobiographical about Lana Wachowski and her experiences. Mm-hmm. Extremely clear. But one particular thing, she tells a story about how, when she was like a young teenager, uh, she mm-hmm. uh, had a suicide attempt. She tried to kill herself. She went up on the top of a building and was planning on jumping off. But the thing that kept her from doing it was just that there happened to be a guy around 
who like saw her and that was like enough to to just get her Mm -hmm. to be like "Uh, maybe not maybe not never mind and like Mm -hmm. that like resonates so clearly obviously in that moment where you're talking about jessica henwick like seeing neo seeing keanu reeves like about to jump Mm -hmm. off that building and like seeing her and having that be like the major like thing like between both of them having it be this major event i think is extremely cool that that's just like a fun thing i read that i i mean Mm-hmm. A fun thing I read. Not fun, but... A fun... It, it was such a romp. A yeah. fun... Interesting. <laughs> a fun little goof. An interesting yeah. thing I thought. Um, but also, uh, I, somebody pointed out to me <laughs> that, like, almost every sequence that takes place in The Matrix, there's, like, coffee in it. Like, there's just coffee, like, yeah. all well, over they, this like, movie. Yeah, well, they, like, at the coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying... I'm still trying to figure out what the deal is with that. Like, what that kind of represents. I don't know. It's the drug of capitalism, Jackson? So. We're all just... It's the fucking <laughs> red pill of the really man. But like I, 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 what I love about this, one of my <laughs> bigger, I don't, is, the other Matrix movies are just so green and brown. They're yeah. very green and brown, and I love that this movie is so colorful. Yeah. Like when we're on the train in Japan, you got like the blue and the red and the pink and the trees. You're on like that white train. It's like, oh, this looks great. And you got fucking Morpheus, this fucking like orange suit and like his red kimono and like the and, oh like, yeah, the when they fucking when he's, yeah. Like, Doing that kung fu sequence and it pans over the lake and it's just like bright and beautiful. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, okay, let's do this, let's do more of this. This looks so pretty and like, oh, and I really like, I love the fucking like cyber cafe they go to with the fucking <laughs> hipster bartender. Yeah. Like it's still like on the nose, but it's also like fun and colorful. And it's like, I, and like the ramen shop that they're always going to, like it. The point, I, the point that they're trying to make is that the Matrix makes you feel terrible, but then has all these bright and colorful things to make you feel okay about the terrible thing that's happening. Right. But that's like kind of that's what I like about reality, also. <laughs> yeah. So I also like it about the Matrix, right. where it's like everywhere we go is just like so kind of like fun and colorful and like fun to be in. Like it just feels like so right. nice. And then his fucking house is like that blue, and it's like the fucking house from Ex Machina, and they're like. Ugh. <laughs> I don't like it in yeah. here. And it's because Neo doesn't like it in there. And you're like, whoa. It's great. It's so good. Uh, it's so fucking good. Uh, final thoughts? Are we just about ready to wrap it up? How are we feeling? Ex Machina is the one with the yeah. robot lady, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It's I good. hate that That's house. A good <laughs> it's a good, good flick. It is a good flick. Um, it is a I good think flick. that there are moments where I feel myself being red-pilled and being awoken <laughs> to just like who wrote the movie. Where, being based like, in red pill. I, yeah. yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that the Wachowskis have super good ideas and they are great at directing. I don't think that they're always the best at writing dialogue. And I think that that is still true here where it's like, that doesn't sound like a teenager and that's not what people talk like. Um, or it, but like, that's okay. Cause it's the matrix. So right. it's a program anyway, <laughs> but there's sometimes where like, I, I get really hung up on how dialogue sounds and in the Matrix movies, I'll be like, I don't, that sounds not <laughs> like how anybody yeah. speaks. Yeah. No one right. speaks like this. Yeah. Um, but that's like, once you get past that and you get into the like more storytelling that they're like, like her groove is really good. And then I like it. Um, I got past the Warner Bros of it all. Um, <laughs> I, I still think it's a little too much. But once you, once I got past yeah. the like first third of the movie and there are things mm-hmm. I like in the first third of the movie too like i like the mm-hmm. sequence of him just like being a person and showering and like going through like the the dirge of the day yeah. but mm-hmm. 
once you get past all that, I think that there's a really good message of like what it looks like to have hope for a society that not, is not necessarily primarily hopeful. Yeah. Um, and it's I, cool. I love that scene when they're at his company and they're like talking about making the new Matrix game yeah. and like what that new Matrix game needs to look like. Because you have this group, uh, like it, it, and while we're talking about the video game industry, it is really hard to ignore right now the blatant sexism, monogyny, and sexual assault that just runs a fucking rampant in the video game industry as a fucking boys club. So, like, taking that lens on it, that's very much in the moment what we're talking about right now in the video games industry, and to look at that scene where they have this, like, group of people, and the majority of them are white men, but we have women there, and we have women of color there, and we have people of color there, just, like, in this whole big group, like, talking about what this video game should be, and you don't know who's a bot and who's a blue pill right. and like what's going on and they're just like having these conversations it's like some of them are just like this should just be a fucking shooter game that's what we want that's what we want that's what's popular that's what makes money right. like fuck it like that's what's just gonna be and then you have other people being like well, no that's not the point of the matrix like the point of the matrix is like this slow kind of like crazy thing like that's what people think about or being like it's about philosophy and then like one of them being like it's about philosophy and the other one being like it's like mind porn like just yeah. like that like flip-flop of like all these people talking of just like saying just like that like total just like um, like soul destroying bullshit and then coming forward and being like no it can't be that that's not what the matrix is and like giving you that sparkle of hope and then somebody else comes in and just turns it back into soul destroying right. shit and you don't know who's gonna win and he doesn't have the energy to like step forward as the creator like i just love and it, yeah just how that impossible scene. it feels to make something like organic and real within this mm -hmm. like confine of things where it's like even yeah. maybe something yeah. you already think gets spouted back to you by some focus group or something and you're like yeah, well, well, that fucking like, fuck, sucks. Man. Especially I don't even know. when there's like twenty years of people being hypercritical about like, um, what made the Matrix good? It was the action, but all of the dialogue was bad. Or like the mm -hmm. the talk about philosophy was good, but like when it gets dumbed down with blah blah blah, and like mm -hmm. everyone has an opinion on what the Matrix is. And I think they like address this several times throughout the movie, where it's like it is all of those things, and it's none of those things. It just depends on who you are. Like it fully depends on. Like what what you are gaining from this, but if you gained something mm -hmm. at all, then like there that's a good thing. It's not right. mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be everything for you. And you can like it, it's a good thing that I didn't like everything about this movie, but I can <laughs> <Right>. still <laughs> like things about it. Like you're never mm -hmm. gonna like everything about anything. There's right. a, there's mm -hmm. always gonna be a problem. But if you're gonna only like critique something by the problems that are in it, which is like what this podcast is about, then like you're gonna right. hate mm -hmm. everything. You're not gonna like, you're gonna find pain mm -hmm. in everything because nothing <laughs> is perfect. That's the whole point is that yeah. there's You're gonna stick your hand in the box and you're on. only gonna find pain. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah, but you're you're gonna make it through and you're gonna find the sandworm of your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> See, this podcast is you put your hand in the pain box and the gum jabbar is like great, actually. It's, it's not, like, yeah, it doesn't it's yeah. Just like, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> That's our podcast. I want to make a movie. It's like the the box is like some shitty movie, and you put your hand in, and it's like the Gamjabar is us, and it's us, us saying yeah. it's good actually with the Gamjabar. <laughs> yeah, the Gamjabar is us being like. Um, but like, don't you actually think it's actually kind of cool how did you look at all the pretty colors? Like authentic to her experience. <laughs> a person made that, and they cared a lot about yeah. it. 
Um, you're gonna be like, okay, bye. See you. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, what a good flick. I'm just, I'm like mad now. I'm mad now that it's off HBO Max because I want to go back and watch all the Neil Patrick Harris scenes again. Yeah. And She'll like, be back. She'll be back. If I ever make, if I ever make like a whatever my own like Oscars ballot or whatever, like Neil Patrick Harris in this movie. It's like He's it's so like good. top top tier, like best supporting actor. Well, and like Neil Patrick just walk Harris away is. He's such a weird actor because I feel like he's kind of been put in a weird corner. I think mainly because of How I Met Your Mother. Of just like mm-hmm. you're just like you're a TV funny man. We enjoy you, uh, Smurfs. But then like, like just like a beloved man that every family in America is kind of vaguely aware of. That yeah, exactly. Like Smurfs he like is weirdly like too iterations. popular. He is, like, weirdly, like, too, like, popular and well-known to, like, get a real role, if that makes any sense. Like, he's just, like, we're too aware of him. And, like, but, like, we know that he's an amazing actor. Like, we know that. Like, Dr. Horrible is fucking amazing still. Mm. Like, it's great. Like, we know that he's so good at this, but for some reason it feels like he doesn't get roles like this. And it's so cool that he did, and he fucking kills it. He's super fucking good in Gone Girl. Have you seen Gone Girl, Keisha? No, Gone Girl is that is one of those movies where I'm like I'm gonna read the book first, but then I oh, make right. no yeah. and then it never happens. No, yeah, yeah, Gone, Gone Girl, Girl is like my number one, ex- uh, like one of those. <laughs> in in mm-hmm. Gone Girl, Neil Patrick Harris plays basically just like this like he like was like a nerd in high school, but now he's like a wealthy mm-hmm. whatever. He's not like a tech billionaire mm-hmm. or whatever, but he's just like a wealthy mm-hmm. guy with a he fancy house. He was a a boy genius who became a doctor. Uh, and then he was like, yes, I'm exactly. done with that noise. <laughs> uh, but, but then he just also, gets, but oh. he's just like weird and sleazy and Carrie Coon mm-hmm. is like coming back mm-hmm. to him and be like, remember in high school and, you know, I never really pay much attention to you. And he's like, oh, ho, ho, oh, the tables have turned. And then he gets fucking murdered yeah. by Carrie Coon and it you, like feels awesome. <laughs> and you're like, it's thank like God. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> it's like that episode of 30 Rock where Liz Lemon goes to her, um, her high school reunion. <laughs> and she was like, I was exactly a nerd. Like Everybody hated me. Everyone hated me. And then she gets there and she's like, oh, hey, Jessica or whatever. And she's like. You were, get, I don't want to talk to you, Liz Lemon. You are so mean to everybody. And she was like, what? Right. Yeah. Be a bully? I was a little old nerd. And you're like, no, yeah. you were just a bad person. Well, you were the bitch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that Neil Patrick Harris, though, I love seeing him here because I love when he, like, goes outside the box of where he's been before. Because I think mm-hmm. that he was, like, in that rut of, like, nine years of how I met your mother. And that's where, like, people relearn. God, nine was, like, years. Jesus. But. Like, he was, like, one of the first memes. He was a uh, rage comic because he was the true story guy. Like, people, yeah, yeah. But, like, he'd been doing lots and lots of, like, other stuff that was really different. And I think I saw Val Kilmer give this interview where he was talking about how, like, I'm a character actor that looks like a leading man. Like, Neil Patrick Harris is a character actor, and he likes to do fun, silly characters. And people are like, why don't you do why don't you do more of the thing that you were doing before? And it's like, well, cause I want to do other things. Mm-hmm. I want to try other. Th- and like got a yeah. Tony award for it has, he won an Emmy. Do you know what he won an Emmy for? He's what? one of a few Emmys hosting the Tonys <laughs> uh, yeah. and for his episode of Glee. He wanted to an <laughs> Emmy for the episode a, of Glee. He was star. on. Yep. I think that's hilarious. He's done so <laughs> much television. Can I but just the only say award he's ever won. For the TV is Glee. I just want to say real quick, diversion, just speaking of the Emmys, uh-huh. Euphoria 
won about eight gazillion Emmys in the limited series category whenever that was, like, oh, 2019. that's your pet peeve! And then they made a second season! You should have to give those that's Emmys back! Peeve. You have to give those back! Count. You can't have those we anymore. We need a retrial! Do it again! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But huh. then they're not gonna Limited. <laughs> if you know you're gonna have another season, you can't be applying yourself to that subsection. Yeah, and Holy they cheating. knew. And they knew. <laughs> they were just yeah. waiting. They did the same thing with Fargo, too. That also pisses me off. I even like Fargo, and I'm like, it's bullshit. You don't deserve those Emmys. They don't deserve They're it. Emmys of lies. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like, like if I. Cheese. It's like if I joined a trivia contest for, for four year olds. Yeah, I know what <laughs> yeah. five plus five is. Uh huh. Limited 10. series are garbage. Give me my award. Give me my, give me my $10 <laughs> gift card to Pizza Hut. Because <laughs> I'm smarter than yeah. these five year olds. Are you smarter than a five-year-old? Uh, yeah, I am. So, hey, thank you guys for listening. Are you better than a limited series? Yes, I am. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Uh, we ran long on this one, but you know what? We're having fun. We've been new. Uh, we knew this was going to happen. Uh, if you are listening on Twitch right now, if you're listening to us live, uh, we have this podcast. This podcast itself will go up uh, this Friday. We've also got, of course, a lot of other podcasts. Our Jupiter Ascending uh, episode with Sarah from Cosmonaut Tabletop. Very fun. Uh, you know, other Matrix episodes, other such things. The thing with Jordan Morris, good one. Um, and uh, if the you're... The movie, the thing, not the thing. <laughs> yeah, the thing, <laughs> thing uh, we did. And if you're listening on the podcast app, you should know that we stream this show live every single Saturday morning, with exceptions. Uh, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, good old... Watch your Saturday morning cartoons, tune in for a live podcast. Uh, also Definitely. check us out on Patreon. Uh, we've got weekly bonus episodes. There should be a new one up today. Uh, if you guys, did I, did I actually put that on the Patreon or did I just plan to and then forget to, uh, there will be yep, one within, be uh, an hour if it's not already up. Um, who's to say weekly bonus <laughs> episodes and monthly commentary tracks, which by the way, we need to plan when we're going to watch knives out. Uh, oh, we do. but that's going to be we our next commentary track is knives out. And soon I'm going to open the voting because those are, uh, voted on by our listeners. No rules, just right. You can nominate any movie you want in the entire world, and whatever wins, we will watch it on the Patreon. If only five bucks gets you access to everything. The last on the unicorn. Maybe could be. Uh, uh, That's a weird one. Twitter. You can follow us all on Twitter. Our our usernames are on the screen. It's at Jetpack, at Hollowbackhorse, at Cool Takes Pod. I'm very funny on Twitter. Adeline's trying to start being very funny on Twitter. And Keisha runs. I post a lot of art. If you want to see my drawings <laughs> and my art, look at that. I said that I was going to start tweeting and being funny. I haven't done it yet. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> uh, uh, and Keisha runs the, the the Twitter account if you want to be notified about new episodes going up, about what we're doing in the future, about when streams are, etc., etc. Uh, so, hey, would you guys like to hear a one-star review of The Matrix Resurrections? Go for this it. This is a two-parter, okay? Yes. Uh, this this review comes from Letterbox.com. This person watched Matrix Resurrections and logged it, and the review goes as follows. A moderator has removed this review. Then again, ten days later, this oh, man no. watches <laughs> Matrix Resurrections again, logs it, and writes this review about it. Like I said earlier, quote, <laughs> come cock four, unquote. Huh? <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Like, That's it? Is, is that a joke about the Matrix sounds like those words? Because it doesn't. 
like I said before, before iterating <laughs> on my previous points that I made that I've been silenced for. Comcock oh. 4. Uh, anyway, okay. my name is Jackson okay. McMurray. My name is Adeline McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. And this has been the Cool Takes Podcast. We'll join you next week for something, no doubt. <laughs> we'll Steve figure Rose. it out. Maybe we'll pick a backlog, maybe. Yeah. Just one of our movies. We'll uh, that's all. Thank you guys so much. We're going to go record our bonus episode now. And we will see you, same bad time, same bad channel, next week. Bye.